Lunchbox TV reviews of Loki season one, episode two, The Variant. I am Alex, and I am joined by Lou. Hello. And Michelle. Hello. And I assure you, none of us are variants, as far as we know. <laughs> Unless my image is flipped. Yeah, well, you could be the one variant. <laughs> uh so yeah we're gonna talk about the, this last episode which was pretty dialogue heavy but uh the dialogue was performed by owen wilson and tom hiddleston so it was top-notch uh acting by the two of them with just great characters as as, as good as marvel can create and uh yeah let's talk about thoughts uh just our initial thoughts what did everyone think I, I mean, I liked it. I, I'm happy to say that I feel just as good about this episode as I did about the previous episode. Um, I was a little bit nervous because I felt like last episode like started so strongly for me personally. Like, I really, really enjoyed it. And I still enjoyed this one just as much. Um, I like getting more, more reveals. Like it feels like we're quickly getting some things shown to us that like are moving the plot along, but not in a way that I'm like, what else is left? I, there's still a lot of mysteries and a lot of things to understand. And I'm really excited about that. So I liked it a lot. Um, I'm really loving Loki right now. Uh, before, I think the last episode of Falcon Winter Soldier, we were talking about uh, which did you like better between uh, the Falcon Winter Soldier or WandaVision. Right now, two episodes in and Loki's already like my top uh, MCU show. For me, this episode had everything heavy dialogue, some action. We got to reveal. I mean the other shows had revealed really late in the episode this one second episode we had a reveal and i can't wait for what else is going to be revealed throughout the show so yeah i'm really loving loki right now awesome yeah uh this this episode like i said a lot of uh talking heads and to me like i just find it so interesting just loki and mobius trying to outplay outmaneuver each other and like they're so charismatic and just so clever that uh, I, 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 I can't look away. It, it's just brilliant. Like, I, I, I watched the majority of the episode. I thought, hey, there has been no action yet. And I don't need any action because it's been so good. Like, like barely any yep. action. Just, just, just like a few set pieces. But, but like, I was just like, I, I, don't need, I don't need it. Like, it's revealing so much. Uh, and just the cosmic stuff off the charts. Awesome. Love it. Uh, so let's get started. Uh, the episode begins at a uh, medieval renaissance fair in 1985. And that could be a big number for Marvel readers out there because there was a comic series called 1985 in which uh, a boy in the real world uh, witnesses Marvel characters infiltrating the real world. Uh, so it, it, was, it, it was kind of a strange choice that uh, they decided on this year for, for the opening. And uh, at, at this uh, renaissance fair, the uh, TVA have sent agents in for a variant disruption. Uh, it turns out that the variant, which is a Loki variant, uh, has been mucking about. And uh, the variant, uh, I, I, I don't know what the word is. I guess it's either hypnotized or infect or something or, or, or just like mind controls. Possess. Uh, possesses, yeah, pos- yeah, possesses a good one. Possesses the uh, various agents to attack the other ones and uh, killing them all. Uh, no, except for one. One was captured and kidnapped 
and uh, and yeah, that, that's the that's a big opening piece, and it was all set to the tune of uh, "We Need a Hero," the uh, '80s classic. Uh, I, I forgot what movie it was from. What was it from? It's been a remember? lot of movies. Yeah, yeah, it has been a lot of movies. <laughs> it, yeah, most it, recently in the uh, He-Man trailer. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I still think of GTA when I hear that song because that was one of the songs on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, I, I mean, th this scene was like full of a lot of stuff. Uh, what did you guys think of this opening? I liked it. Um, I th this is a completely a me problem. Um, I saw the um, Minuteman character played by Sasha Lane, like the character that got stolen. And I was like, why do I know who, who she is? Is she from a Marvel thing? So I was like tripping out being like, is this a character? Who is it? Um, it's not, uh, it's not at all. Uh, she's from Hellboy. <laughs> so, oh. so, so there's that. She's from Hellboy Wait, and she's the, uh, the new one. The David Harbour one. Yeah, she's from the new Hellboy, and she's also from uh, Utopia, which is an Amazon Prime show that I'm currently watching. Oh, so I, like I was like, show. "Why do I know who she is?" Um, so that's just me, but I really liked it. the 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 music was such a good choice, um, you know, because otherwise it honestly would have been like a little creepy of a moment, a little bit like sinister feeling, um, and that really brought levity to a, a fight scene. Like the the variant was killing those people. But it felt lighter. It felt more Marvel than like straight up murdering people in a tent. Uh, so I really like that. I'm, well, again, pretty much agreeing with what, what uh, Michelle is saying, except for the song. For some reason, I did not like that song for that scene, which is funny because I love it when random songs with like from the 80s or one hit wonders and they added to the action. But for me, this this didn't, do it for me so this was probably like the uh my least favorite part of the episode was just that one scene but uh yeah i like that we got to see a little bit of the uh the variant and how she used their powers i guess we should call her she now it's we're in spoiler territory how they we don't know yet God damn it loki's okay. fluid so we don't know but yeah other than I don't think that was the right song for that scene. Uh, I, I pretty much like the scene. Yeah. Uh, I, I should say right now, definite spoiler warning because I forgot to mention it earlier. Uh, but yeah, this is a uh, spoiler area. And, uh, and yeah, I, I enjoyed the scene. I I'm I kind of feel you on that, Lou, with the with the song. It it, it was kind of hand fisted and and like it's like yeah, we get it. We do need a hero. Uh, but we got Loki, right? Um, and usually they're pretty good with those kind of songs, right? Where they put it, yeah. but for the, yeah, yeah, like it, it, it could have been a little, little better. But but it was set in the '80s, though, so it kind of made sense, right? Michelle, you I, feel like you wanted to say? Yeah, no, I actually have something to say about that because I interpreted the song a little bit differently than you guys did. I interpreted it as the song choice of that variant, and the variant sees themselves as a hero. I, I don't know why that was right. my interpretation, um, but Thanks. I feel like maybe that makes it a little bit better. I, 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 don't, I don't know. I, I, that's, that's what I thought it was. Like, they're like, right. I'm going to save everybody by killing people and doing my plan. But like, my overall plan is, is to be a hero in some capacity. I don't know why that's my interpretation, but that was what I got from the song, which is why I really liked it. And like, I just like the song in general. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, the I, I mean, this opening accomplished what it needed to. Like, it set up the mystery and uh, like the 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 action where all the protagonists are headed towards, right? Uh, giving them the motivation they need, uh, which leads us to uh, Loki at the TVA. Fully, I guess he's a member now because he's studying. Miss Minutes is uh, like tutoring him, which is really funny because she's like this little hologram of a clock, which Loki's just trying to stab and kill. <laughs> She, she just takes off. Uh, Loki, I guess he's. Um, did you guys really think he was studying, or he was just lying? Like, th does he know? Is he smart and you know, smartened up to everything, or is he just like, yeah, 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 I know, I read it. What do you think? Uh, to me, Lo Loki's always scheming. So it doesn't okay. matter if he's scheming for good, he's scheming for bad, or he's just scheming for Loki. But definitely scheming. He knew what he was doing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> At the very yeah. least, he skimmed the material so that he yeah. knows. Because he definitely has, like, we see it later on, but he definitely has a curiosity about the TVA and, like, wanting yeah. to know more. So I wouldn't imagine he would completely not read all the materials because maybe there's information in there that he wants. Um, but he's never going to be like, no, I actually did the homework. He would never admit it that he actually did the work. So <laughs> I think he, he read more than he let on for sure. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it did seem like he just studied what he wanted to, like what's relevant to him, because mm -hmm. uh, he, he wants to find out more about the Timekeepers. Uh, but before we get to anything about the Timekeepers, uh, Loki and uh, members of the TVA, along with Mobius, they go to investigate uh, the tent where the Loki variant uh, killed and um, stole the, the little bomb capsule that's supposed to like, what, what's it called? Uh, the, the I, know what it's called. I know it resets time, but I can't. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what it's called. Remember, time right? reset? The, time bomb? The, the, <laughs> if it's Animal Crossing, Rossetti. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, right. So, so the Loki variant kills one of those, but stolen agent uh, this time, a Minuteman. And uh, while they're in there, Loki warns them, like, if you step outside this tent, uh, there's a trap for you and he goes into this big spiel about on Asgard etc cetera, etc cetera, about wolf teeth and wolf ears all Loki wanted to do was just exit and you know apparently take off I guess that was part of his ploy but Mobius saw right through him uh, can't outsmart him at least not yet and uh, so Mobius brings him in and they go back and uh, and, 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 and yeah th that was the, the first big like head-to-head -head confrontation uh, between Mobius and uh, Loki I found pretty interesting because like you usually Loki comes out on top on these uh, schemes because everyone he deals with is just so dumb uh, but yeah how do you feel about well the there's a scene that's kind of like plays into this that I really liked was it's a little later on but I think it kind of explains this situation um, when Loki's saying oh I'm not going to stab you in the back uh, I don't do that and Moby's like, I've literally seen you stab like 50 people in the back. Like, you do that. Um, so it's just a reminder to us that Mobius has studied Loki like a lot. So he's not going to fall for these schemes because he's seen it in every timeline of Loki doing things. Mobius has seen it at this point. Um, so I really like that because it kind of answers why Loki's able to, you know, trick everybody else. And Mobius is really not having it because he like more than Loki, he knows how Loki works and how he ticks. Um, so I really like that kind of the banter between them and the back and forth. Uh, I really adore. Yeah, I, I, I love that this is the, the start of them sort of sizing up each other, kind of. Loki's trying to test 
uh, Mobius and Mobius is trying to just kind of from what he's learned from just studying Loki. So they're just like playing, they're playing 4D chess basically. And, you know, let's see, it's, it's a constant thing between uh, th- throughout the episode and, and I love it. So yeah, far, I, this I, is my favorite buddy combo. It surpassed uh, <laughs> Sam and Bucky. The buddies. <laughs> Your buddies. <laughs> yeah, this is an interesting one. Uh, like this combination of people. And you can see Loki's influence because uh, Mobius walks away, like kind of questioning and arguing the authorities at the, the uh, TVA, uh, which brings, brings us to the next scene. Uh, Mobius talking to uh, Ravona Renslayer, who's like one of the, the heads. Not quite the head because the head is the, the, the trinity of the Time Lords. But uh, Ravona is uh, trying to talk him out of putting too, too much faith into Loki because, uh, you know, of, of his nature. Uh, but, but yeah, Mobius takes a stand. He firmly believes in, uh, th- th- that he can use Loki to his advantage to catch this, uh, this variant. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw this out there. This was like the scene where like it, it, it kind of clicked in my head that, hey, I don't think that there are Time Lords. Thank I you. Think, I was just yeah. thinking that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when they were talking about it, it's like, oh, they've got an eye on this one. Oh, they're coming down this one. It's like, wait a second. This sounds like there's there's like someone behind the curtain there, just like pulling the strings, you know. Wizard of Oz. It's Wizard of Oz. Yeah, exactly. Wizard of Oz. Just one person, and 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 we mentioned him last week, like who 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 I think it might be, and that's Kang, because he is like (laughs) the time master, and he's uh you you know set to appear in Quantum Mania. I'm still all about Kang, but 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 my theory is that there are no time lord that that's what i'm thinking right now that's what it seems like uh but the scene was cool just to see them butt heads all as well uh how about you did, did you take away the same thing i did yes absolutely exactly yeah. what you're thinking except I'm, I'm gonna add to your theory in that um uh, renslayer and kang in the comics have a relationship so everything yeah, alex said and then just add in that renslayer and Kang in the comics have uh, have relationship, and we already have an interview with Jonathan Majors, kind of flatly denying that he's going to be in the series. But they all lie, so yeah, <laughs> I don't buy it either. I don't buy what you're saying. So here's my theory related to that, as someone who doesn't know the comics, so therefore wouldn't have like that that type of insight. The insight. Yeah. So the whole conversation of like, oh, what what are the timekeepers like? What do they do when it's over? Like, and that kind of back and forth of like dancing around the answer led me to, (laughs) this is the reference, uh, the movie Wanted, uh, if anyone knows that one, um, about the assassins and the the quilt that tells you who dies um, and the fact that like they don't even know how the quilt works and it's just like this whole trip. Um, So that made me think, wait, what if like there's just straight up no timekeepers and no one's in charge? just it's just chaos it's actual chaos there's nobody truly in charge and that's it like it's just they're getting these messages from eh. that that's right. what I thought I was like I don't think because no one maybe because like that weird back and forth of like can you meet the timekeepers can you not meet them I'm like so they don't actually exist at all and like maybe it's not even a figurehead that they know like 
they think the messages are coming from the timekeepers and they're coming from somebody else or something else and they don't even know who it's coming from but they just assume mobius himself hasn't even met them yet yeah yeah i think it could be something like that where it's just and at this point maybe that's where it plays into like whatever you guys are thinking it could be this other person but like they don't even know what that other person they all think it's actually the timekeepers but they don't exist I, I yeah I I, I mean the, the, like the interesting thing is that uh, Loki is the one kind of opening Mobius's eyes as to like asking these questions about the timekeepers because like they everybody at the TVA is just like eyes closed accept 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 everything don't even ask about fish like hey why don't we get some fish <laughs> or, in jet here? Skis, or jet <laughs> skis or jet skis right <laughs> Mobius in no case water. you're gonna go for a vacation to the water at the end of this <laughs> that's my prediction I he's gonna go that. fishing and go on a jet ski <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah this is this series has to end with that with, with some jet skiing um and and now uh let's talk about the detective work uh Loki does <laughs> Although he he has like a limited uh, number of files that he can look at because uh, they're they're keeping him in the dark about uh, quite a few things. Uh, so this scene is interesting because it reminded me of the movie Seven by David Fincher. And when I looked into it, uh, the director Kate Heron, she said that uh, spoke about the influence of this movie on the show. And uh, it, it can be noted in this scene where while he's um, when Loki approaches the, the help desk, the librarian is listening to Johann Sebastian Bach's orchestral suite number three in D major. And uh, that was also played in the movie Seven when they were doing their detective work as well. So yeah, that's that's a little Easter egg uh, for, for those. Because like, I was watching, I'm like, this is so familiar. This is so familiar. Uh, just the whole library thing. And then that music started playing. I'm like, wait a second. This is... Uh, yeah, when uh, Morgan Freeman starts reading about um, Dante's Inferno, and uh, yeah, and 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 that's uh, it, it. Sort of mirrors Loki learning about uh, apocalypses, and uh, he comes to the realization that because uh, an, an apocalypse just wipes out whatever is in the vicinity, a, vi- a variant can do whatever they want and that time and it will not impact the timeline because uh, there's no branches uh, they would not uh, influence anything. So Loki explains this to Mobius by absolutely destroying his salad and- uh, Taking Casey's drink. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yes, taking Casey's drink. And and yeah, the the light bulb goes off uh in in loki's head uh was, was this interesting uh, to you guys as it was to me yeah oh yeah, oh, okay, yeah. okay okay good, good good i i mean yeah. i thought that was awesome i was really excited that I, like i thought that was a cool realization and the potential for different scenes um was really cool and i was excited about that um and then kind of leading into what happens next like they do the experiment in pompeii um i really want to see more of that type of like hijinks of just like pre-apocalypse hijinks I don't know um so I'm hopeful like now that people are I, I don't want to spoil it because but it's spoiler zone like now that Loki's with the other variant I'm wondering if they're going to hop into other apocalypse times and I'm excited mm. to see that because I just think that's a really cool a cool like visual and just a cool concept and I want to see that explored more but I loved it I thought that was really fun mm. 
I, I agree with you guys. And um, just to add to that, it, it shows you how Loki's mind kind of works, where it's always, he's scheming in something. There's a plan A, a plan B, a plan C. So he's, he's constantly just trying to find ways to to get what he wants or achieve whatever he wants to achieve. Yeah. Uh, which takes us to Pompeii, the Pompeii scene in question uh, with, with the, uh, the volcano Mount Vesuvius is about to blow and it does blow. Loki goes crazy, talks to everyone in a language, like uh, whatever language it was uh, back then. I, I don't know if it's Italian or some Latin? form of Italian. I, yeah, maybe, possibly. I don't know what it is. Uh, Pompeianese, uh, perhaps. But uh, it, was, it was funny that Loki knew the language. Uh, started yelling, telling everyone they're from the future. Uh, but there were no changes to the timeline. So uh, the theory checks out. And you have the cool scene with Loki standing there with a smile and just the volcanic ash rushing towards them. Uh, really neat visual. Uh, yeah, that, that was, to me, that was cool. How about you guys? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah same thing. Yeah, yeah. It was just... Put a stop on that one then. All right. Yep. Approval. Triple approval. <laughs> uh, so with that in mind, uh, Loki and Mobius, they do some research as to where this very which apocalypse this variant could be hiding in and uh mobius gets the idea to cross-reference the um what do they call it the the, the gum that kablooey uh, kablooey kablooey yeah kablooey but but that's called something uh that's called a not a variation but it's like ah i forgot the name it's killing me it, l- yeah. l- like something that doesn't belong yeah like, uh, yeah anomaly i don't I know. Yeah, yeah, oh. I, I think it was something else. I think it was something else. But but, but yeah, it's basically the anomaly of that time, and uh, cross references the Kablooey gum with uh, an apocalypse during the time, and they uh, Loki figures out that it's Oklahoma, uh, where Roxon uh, uh, is basically uh, has this shelter going on for this huge hurricane that's about to hit and wipe, uh, wipe the place off the, the map, kill a bunch of people in 2051. So there's a couple of interesting things about this. Number one, Roxxon. I think this is like the first time they're mentioned in Marvel Studios. Uh, I, am I right? We, okay. did, we did, I can't remember which Iron Man it was, but one of the, Iron Man 3, in the, in the pier, one of the boats had the, the logo. I remember that's where I remembered from, but but there other than that, that's all. That's the only place I've seen it. There we go. So so in the comics, Roxxon, very evil company. Uh, they do a lot of shady stuff, and they've dabbled in as guardian uh, the, the realms. So uh, they have their hands deep in that, and uh, the, the the head of the company is a Minotaur. Be prepared for that. <laughs> if they go that far, I don't know quite yet. Uh, and Oklahoma, the other major uh, point of reference uh, in, in Thor lore and uh, as Guardian lore for, from the comics, is that uh, Oklahoma was the site where after Ragnarok happened in the comics, uh, Thor came back to life and uh, resurrected his fellow gods in Oklahoma. He just raised the, this uh, piece of land into the air. And uh, that was just new Asgard. And it happened in Oklahoma. I, I believe in the same city in Oklahoma that it was in. Um, I forgot the city's name. It is in my notes. 
starts with a B. Damn it. Okay. Anyways, it's in Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> so in Oklahoma. So uh, Loki takes the team there. And uh, yeah, there's a lot that happens. A lot of action. Loki does not partner with Mobius, which, uh, which was not of his doing. The team leader, I forgot her name. Uh, she B-15, steps in and says, I think. B- oh, yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. Uh, yeah. Hunter B15. Yeah. Played by Wumi Motaku, who's awesome. Uh, yeah, she <laughs> she she messed everything up because I think like Mobius had a firm grasp on 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 Loki and the variant. Uh, so so what happened is that they're in the like the supermarket uh, led by Ro- like owned by Roxxon and uh, B15 and Loki. They bump into the variant who just transfers into different bodies. Uh, transferred from uh, an employee into B15 into the transferred rest. from uh yeah from a customer to B15 to an employee. So the customer was well, the dude buying yeah. plants, then yeah, B15, right, and then right, Randy yeah. okay. is the employee. That's right. And then after the employee is this really big dude who just started kicking Loki around. Yeah, yeah. that's right. And uh, so while that's happening, uh, Mobius. And and his team, they're they're just looking at the at, at some other things. I don't really think they encounter anything, but uh, the the major point is that the variant is is priming these erasers, these time eraser things, and uh, you think that the variant is going to let it blow in this location to kill the TVA, the, all these Minutemen, but it's not. The variant's plan is to send them all into. Uh, different timelines, but we'll, we will get to that. Uh, up to that point, before the variant reveal, uh, all that action, all, all, all that suspense, uh, were you guys on the edge of the, your seats like I was? I, I love that scene. It was, uh, yeah. I, this was uh, my favorite scene of the, the series, yeah. was just seeing what the variant was up to, the way she was just planting yeah. the, the bombs and setting up. And this is when I think she... But then they, they identified her as a variant, right? I'm I'm like thinking she's not a variant because of uh, I know that. Oh, actually, we'll talk about that later because uh, we're gonna talk about the variant. Yeah. Later. But yeah, I, I really love this yeah. scene, and one of the things that I was kind of just moving my eyes around throughout the whole scene because this is like 2050, I think. So I'm just looking at everything that was there, what they were selling, what. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, love this scene. Yeah, uh, I thought the I there's a couple of things I loved about the scene. I loved when B15 was like possessed. I don't know possessed, whatever, um, by the variant, because the you could tell, like the tone of voice was a change. Like just the way she spoke, like the actress absolutely killed that part. Um, I thought she it was, was amazing. So good. She yeah. was so so good. Like you could really tell it wasn't her. And the, my favorite part was there is when she did the Loki smirk, and then Loki did the Loki smirk back at her. And I, just, <laughs> it, it was perfect. Like she absolutely nailed that look. And I just thought that was hilarious. It's such a good moment. And then man, they built the suspense because um, Alex, you didn't mention it, but Mobius and his team found the missing Minuteman, Sasha Lane's character yeah. who got stolen, oh, yeah. and she's like babbling on, um, and. I forget exactly what she was saying, but it sounded suspicious. She um, she said that she told her where the timekeepers are. 
yeah but she was saying yeah. something before that as well but yeah. either way like that because that was kind of interspersed throughout like Loki talking to the variants that you'd keep kind of kept going back to them and I thought that was just a great building of tension um so I'm excited to see what that part of it kind of leads to like okay with our theory about the timekeepers um now the variant knows where the timekeepers are what does that mean <laughs> like where are they so who are they so, so thank you for bringing that up because uh, Lou, what you said wasn't right. With what they said, I told her, I, I told the variants uh, how to wait, find wait, the time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, how to find them, not where they are, but how to find them. So, so that makes me think that, like, by destroying all these branches or by creating all these branches, uh, this variant is trying to lure the timekeepers out, and like that's how you find them because they'll come out and uh, and. You, you, you know uh they kind of have to know right this is exactly, messed exactly. up if they exist if they exist they'll have to do that uh so like i'm i'm looking forward to seeing where this all goes because the timekeeper stuff whew. uh and the only thing that could possibly uh you know beat this is the reveal of the, of the variant and it is a woman called sylvia well the name wasn't revealed as, as Michelle told me, the, the, it was just a woman, okay? That, that's the movie with, with the Loki horns. And, and this variant hates the name Loki. That's, that's what we knew uh, up until this point. But mm -hmm. uh, Michelle, could, could you tell everyone why we know uh, this character's name and what it yeah. is? Yeah. So in yeah. the credit rolls for one of like the foreign language uh, versions of Disney, they listed her character name as Sylvie. So that's, yes. that's how we know. Um, and then a deep, a deep dive into comics tells us that there is a Sylvie that exists in the comics, but Alex wasn't 100% sure about who this person is. So that's how deep this character is that he didn't yeah. really know. <laughs> yeah. So, so there's, so this Sylvie is Sylvie Loffy daughter and uh, Sylvie is, uh, when, when, okay, I mentioned earlier that Thor resurrected a bunch of the Asgardians. Loki did the same thing, but with the villains, and one of them was the Enchantress, and he used uh, a teenage girl named Sylvie uh, to, uh, for, for Enchantress to uh, possess this body. However, this Sylvie exists, but at the same time, the classic Enchantress named Amora also exists. So there's like two uh, Enchantress characters in the Marvel comics. However, uh, right now on the show, it, it's a little puzzling because, like, it's a Loki variant, but it's, is it also Enchantress? I don't know. I, we're we're going to see more of it, but, uh, but yeah, that was the big reveal. I think everyone expected that it was going to be, uh, like, a Loki as a woman, but uh, was there anything unexpected about it? I'm going to add to your theory, because there yeah. are also uh, credits that they cast a young Sylvie. So you know how you were talking about how Loki brought uh, a, a teenager or a, I guess in this case, a young girl. That sort of kind of proves it that there's a there's somebody cast as a young Sylvie. So we might see that part of uh, that story. Interesting. It's interesting because also, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's a Loki comic where... I think it was more of a teenage Loki that had the horns, uh, a chipped one, like a broken one. So maybe, 
I don't know. This you you gotta I'll explain this to me. <laughs> <laughs> I will, I will. That is coming soon. That, that, now that the, the reveal uh has come out. Yeah, it was Journey into Mystery. There was a kid low-key. My my surprise is the stupidest thing I could possibly say. I was surprised she was blonde. That's it. I, yeah. I literally pictured a female Loki to look more like Loki, like darker yeah. hair. I don't know. I don't know if that's grounded in literally anything. Um, so that just, that part surprised me. <laughs> that was it. So I was like, who's this blonde lady? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Th th that's the part that's throwing me off because I was expecting someone that looked like Sif or maybe the actress that played Sif herself uh, as, as like Loki. So, so th that's why there's still a bit of intrigue in this reveal. Like, like I, I, I think there's still more uh, to come when, uh, like, in, in the next uh, episode, especially. Yeah, she's uh, just not Lady Loki, but somebody else. She could entirely, yeah. yeah. And the, the woman who plays Sif, like, she is it, she is still in the Marvel Universe because she's yeah. in the new Thor movie. Like, there there's shots of her on set and everything. So she's still around. She exists again because she, like, disappeared for a while from the universe. But she's there and she exists. So Sif is coming back like in some yeah. in whatever capacity. Okay. Yeah. Good. So hmm. all right. I, I I need to ask this question before uh, we wrap up, but like, are there any like guest appearances that you're expecting in the next few episodes? Like WandaVision had some, uh, and uh Falcon Winter Soldier had some as well. And who who do you expect to see? So we were kind of talking about uh, how Lady Sif was just possessed by by Loki. So I'm I'm kind of expecting to see her. Um, mm -hmm. I think that's a reasonable guess. Um, I don't I don't know if I have I don't know if I have one straight up. That yeah, a scientist. Yeah. That's it. There's gonna be some <laughs> scientist. <laughs> Darcy. I, I, I mean. <laughs> yeah i mean it's so hard to say because like uh the tva exists in this like like you know non-time zone non-planetary place like this really weird place so you don't really expect to see anyone from the previous movies there but uh, since they're time jumping like like who could possibly show up right that's that's yeah. the question it's fair game maybe like uh yeah. howard stark because he always shows up when there's time travel afoot so maybe maybe yeah. i don't know maybe something like that i'm i'm just trying to think of like other ap apocalypse level events that happen in the mcu because in my hope they'll end up somewhere there again so we'll, we'll be able to see people yeah Sokovia. yeah 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 that, yeah that would be crazy um so like quicksilver Ooh, and see oh Boner again. <laughs> no, no, not him. Give me my boy Aaron Taylor Johnson. Give me him. Uh, <laughs> all right. So uh, that was the episode. Uh, we all enjoyed it. Uh, come back, see us next week, where uh, we'll uh, review the next episode. Obviously, uh, if you like what you saw, please leave a like, comment, subscribe. Share it with your friends. Follow us on social media. We're all over the place. Uh, I'm Alex. I've been joined by Lou and Michelle. And uh, we'll see you on the next one. Bye.